Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Channel 159, the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart is off today celebrating Canada Day. Happy Trailer Park Boys days to everybody north of the border on the Canadian uh, side of things. As uh, you rack up the Molson uh, muscle, the uh, the beer goggles, Molson muscle, and everything else in between. Let's do this thing. We've got a stacked uh, house uh, tonight. And dog days of summer? No. Like I said, there, there, listen, man, there's no off-season in the sports world. There's no off-season if you're a sports better. As soon as somebody tells me, no, I don't bet this, I don't do this, oh, there's not a lot. As soon as somebody tells me there's not a lot going on, I just sort of tune them out right away, and I'm thinking, not a lot going on. My head is about to explode. There's so much going on. My head is going to explode, all right? Like, what's not going on uh, right now? To me, this this college football stuff is the, the thing that is, is at the uh, front and center right now. All right, so USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. Everybody's waiting on Notre Dame uh, right now. And uh, the Ducks and the Washington Huskies are waiting to see if they can get into the Big Ten. All hell is broken loose. Uh, NBA basketball, massive trade today. And everybody t- everybody wants to talk about, like, Kyrie, and everybody wants to talk about, uh, about oh, where's Kevin Durant going? Who cares? Like, seriously, like, who cares? He just went to Brooklyn. How did that work out? Like, what happened? The team that Kevin Durant just left won the championship. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, you know, you would think that it was like um, that he would say to himself, you know what, I really can't leave again right away, especially since the team that I left last time just won a championship. But, hey, whatever. At this point, he might join a live tour like Dubsy will uh, at some at some point in time. But a big deal today, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. See, the average person is going to tell you, oh, what, Rudy and, uh, oh, the, the COVID and uh, this and that. And, you know, Rudy Gobert is the best defensive player in the NBA. He's the best defensive center in the NBA by far. He's the best defensive player. And I know it's not flashy for people to talk about and stuff. And another thing, he's from France. He's not American, so he's not cool, right? But Rudy Gobert is good. So when all the other clowns can talk about all these other prima donna diva Kardashian types that leave every two years and everyone gets hyped up, the same people that are all excited about where Kevin Durant goes now, the same people that thought that Harden would be a success in Philadelphia, and the same people that thought it would be a success in Brooklyn, et cetera, right? And they just, they don't learn. And it happens over and over and over again. A team that has learned the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I don't know how the hell they pulled this off. You know how they pulled this off? They had the most crap to give the Utah Jazz. The Toronto Raptors were in the mix for Rudy Gobert. All right, Masai Ujiri had been monitoring the situation pretty closely. But the thing is, they didn't want players back. They didn't want good players back. Look at what they got back for Rudy Gobert. They got nothing, right? And that was by design. They got three draft picks. They got three first-round draft picks, but it was by design. As we talked about the other night, Victor Wembenyama. Right, the upcoming number one pick in the draft. He's the best player to come in the NBA since LeBron James. Highest rated prospect, higher rated than Luca, higher rated than Giannis. 
most skilled player to come into the NBA in over 20 years. The Utah Jazz. But now's the time to call him. Hey, New York, you want Donovan Mitchell? Call him now. They're drinking. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. Let's do this thing. I am Gable Morancy. Game time decisions. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart is off today, but everybody else is in, including Cousin Sal. The Cousin Sal steps up, and Steve Merrill will join us from Wager Talk. We'll break down the baseball board. We'll get into some motorsport. A lot of stuff going on, of course, in the NBA uh, as well. Uh, for the record, right now, the Minnesota Timberwolves are 39-1 to 1, uh, to win the NBA championship. Meanwhile, the Lakers are 13-1. to 1. If the Minnesota Timberwolves played the L.A. Lakers in a seven-game series, the T-Wolves would beat these guys in five games. Yet the Lakers are 13-1 to 1 right now because there's a lot of stupid people out there that like, that like to bet on popular teams you know, when they're not very good. Right? So, yeah, massive, ma- massive deal today. The Minnesota Timberwolves, there's a couple of big ramifications of this. Number one, the Minnesota Timberwolves were already an up-and-coming dangerous team. Uh, number two, Anthony Edwards is about to be, like, maybe the best player in the NBA in a year or two here, like, amongst them. The kid is, he's just the real deal. hes He can even throw a football, like, 70 yards through the air, as we saw earlier in the week. Even Brady's like, hey, you're in the wrong sport. Um, so... Carl Anthony Towns, great player, Carl Anthony Towns. But you know what? He's, you know what I mean? He's not that. They needed a defensive stalwart. What was the T Wolves' problem? They don't play defense. Well, they just got the defensive stopper, right? So now you got Anthony Edwards that can run around and do his thing. And this kid's probably going to score 30 points a game this year. You got Carl Anthony Towns that's like a double double machine and triple double, whatever. This kid is like, you know, he's doing everything now. And now you throw in a, a badass defensive player. Like Gobert, it's a big move right there. It's a big move. I'm telling you, like Minnesota, right to me, Minnesota, right there. I look forward to Steve Merrill's take uh, on this. We got football tonight. It was another CFL game last night. It was another winner for us. We gave you the BC Lions. I didn't think the game was going to sail over the number the way it did, but it did. And I got to tell you, man, what a, what a game last night in which, if you were tuning in yesterday, we gave you Nate Rourke to score the first touchdown of the game at 16-1. to 1. It happened. We had Nate Rourke at 16 to 1 to score the first touchdown of the game. Nate Rourke to score a touchdown anytime in the game at plus 300. BC Lion wide receiver Keon Hatcher at plus 450 to score an anytime touchdown. He scored a touchdown. And James Butler at minus 135 scored a touchdown. I got a 35 to 1 touchdown prop for you coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's game time decisions. It's the holiday weekend. Happy Canada Day to all the Canadians that are tuning in right now. And a happy 4th of uh, July weekend to everybody on the south side 
Um, for those of you wondering what Canada is like, I think uh, the Trailer Park Boys would be the best description. You want to know? That's the best way. Like, watch the Trailer Park Boys. Like, a lot of shows, you know what I mean? Like, do South or something with that Mountie guy. That's not a true representation. The Trailer Park Boys really is. <laughs> like, look at Cam. Cam's a dead ringer for, for Ricky on the Trailer Park Boys. Like, they look the same. They are the same. Like, the Trailer Park Boys really is the... Um, the <laughs> that's, listen to Rush... Yeah, listen to Rush, watch the Trailer Park Boys, and watch the CFL, which is on tonight, actually, ESPN+. Plus. Right, a lot of stuff to get to. Let's bring in um, Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com, prosportsinfo.com. What's going on, Steve? How you doing? Doing well, man, and yeah, happy Canada Day, Gabe. And um, I was trying to find my Canadian flag, and by accident, I found three more American flags in my store. So <laughs> we're good to go for the fourth in advance, to say the least. You're, you're ready. I was going to put on a Team Canada hockey jersey today, but it was just too damn hot. I'm like, ah, I'm not sweating my ass off. Very man. hot. I got to do a video later. I might wear it in a video or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like a two-minute video. Um, so, yeah, good to see you, Stephen. We just – we were talking uh, – we are talking about – I showed you – you know, I showed you the car last week. Right. Or two weeks ago. The great M&M car. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but look, we it arrived, baby. Red Bull Racing. Yes. Oh, that is sharp. That puts a football helmet to shame, man, with that. Oh, with the the, uh, visor there. Oh, yeah. The the, the visor's pretty cool, huh? That's very cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Impressed, Gabe. I do not have a racing helmet. I've got got an Earnhardt Jr. uh, autographed uh, stock car, which I found when looking for the Canadian flag today, but I do not have a helmet yet for my collection. I I figured, yeah, I'm creating. Yeah, I'm creating a little uh, little auto racing section on the set. You know what I'm saying? I got the NASCAR. I got the F1 helmet. You know, I got I got the F1 California plate. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll uh, tell yeah, you right now, the... bullish racing, right? Red Bull, no pun intended. We are bullish Formula One. It's picking up. It's gone big. Yeah, you know what? I played. Um, I, I I put some bunch of bets in last night. It's one of those, man. You just you roll the dice, Steve. Right, you you're, you roll the dice as far as before the uh, the practice, and then you know it changes with the practice, it changes with the qualification, everything changes. So for the record, I took Lewis Hamilton last night at plus one seventy five podium finish, and uh, I think what did he do? He had the the, the second fastest time to get to the practice. But anyways, I'm looking right now; it's minus one twenty. It's not bad, Steve. I'm getting better. I'm getting good at this stuff, huh? See, like I took the chance before qualifying. No one, man. He's going to qualify. He's going to practice well here, and the odds are going to change. Boom. I got it at plus 175. They took it down this morning because they practiced. Boom. It's back up at uh, minus 120 right now. Already got a head start. Yeah, and, and, you know, I've said that there's a lot of, obviously, similarities between Formula 1 and NASCAR, but a lot of differences from a betting standpoint. I've said over the years that qualifying in NASCAR is one of the most overrated metrics in all of sports. Um, It just doesn't matter where people qualify. It's just a single lap. Practice times are much more important when they're running 10, 20 laps in race trim. Uh, Formula One, totally different, though, because, you know, it's passing is at a premium, and if you start up front, you usually finish up front. So that's where it's a little bit of a disconnect for me as a NASCAR handicapper looking at Formula One, and it transfers nicely to this week's race because we are on a road course for the second time now. Road of America was 4th of July last year. It'll be July 3rd this year, and uh, starting position and qualifying are important this yes, week sir. in NASCAR, which is something I don't say too often. So let me ask you though, Steve. So when you look at the fastest lap in practice with NASCAR, you can get a gauge of how the car is running, but but there's not other drivers on the track, right? It's not the same thing. With with F1, there's no colliding. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? You could have a really fast car at NASCAR, but whatever. You're gonna get bumped, you're trading paint. There's a lot of stuff that happens. F1, people really buy into the practice time and stuff. But I tell you, Steve, it's it's amazing because Max Verstappen, a Red Bull, the guy wins all the time, all right? So, like, he's won, what, six of the nine races now. So, he's won six of the nine races. He wins, like, quite often, yet he he never qualifies. He hasn't won the pole that often, right? He hasn't won the pole. Like, it, basically, like, Ferrari had the fastest car all the time, Steve, in practice. And, like, you know, there's also a prop fastest lap. They, they don't do that in NASCAR, right. right? The book's fastest lap of the race. 
I wish they did because F1 one thing does I, that. It's a cool thing. It's an extra little thing, right? Who has the like? They have a thing. Doesn't matter who won. Who had the fastest lap? You, you can bet on it. Right. And in the practice sessions, you know, which we didn't have the last couple of years due to the shutdowns with COVID, we have again now in NASCAR, and it's the single best handicapping factor because you do see who runs their fastest lap in practice when other cars are on the track with them. It'd be a great yeah, yeah. bet to have, to be honest. Um, it'd be interesting to see how long it took for the sports books to realize that that was readily available information from the previous days, but. The difference between qualifying and practice, at least in NASCAR, is what they call race trim versus qualifying trim. It's how the car is ready and spec'd out. Qualifying trim means they're set for one fast lap with no other cars out there, like you said. It doesn't really translate to, to race condition, whereas practice sessions are in what they call race trim. They run 30, 40 laps with traffic, and you not only see the fastest lap, but more importantly, Gabe, you can see the average 10 fastest lap, like for the fastest 10 laps. That's what the single best handicapping factor is for NASCAR. And very rarely do you see a guy that's number one or two that's not a top 10 car come race day. Steve Merrill uh, kicking it with us. All right, so yeah, just for the record, Carlos Sainz set the pace during Friday's practice at the British Grand Prix, clocking the fastest lap time ahead of resurgent performances from Lewis Hamilton and Lando Norris. Uh, Sainz's Ferrari was 0.163 seconds clear of Hamilton. Some some tight times in this stuff, Steve. <laughs> some yeah, tight times. Down to the hundred. That's of a why second. though. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying that so he he had the second fastest practice time today, Lewis Hamilton. So he went from plus one seventy five to make the podium, top three. It's another cool bet, right, that they have, right? Just top three, right. make the podium. Uh so he went from plus one seventy five. It's actually plus one ninety five, and I only got it at plus one seventy five. It was plus one ninety five huh. at FanDuel, and I got in on it, boom, plus one seventy five. So the sharp guys were betting it. And uh, now, now, uh, not now, minus one uh, twenty. So, we'll get to the baseball in the next segment. We got two minutes left here, Steve. So as long as we do, what about the uh, quick trip two fifty here, the road race in Wisconsin? What's your take? Well, Chase Elliott looked good last week at Nashville. Uh, he has been the best road course race for the past couple of years, a defending Cup champ. He's now first in points, and he's going back to the track, which was the inaugural race last year, in which he won on this same weekend. Hard not to like Chase Elliott. Obviously, FanDuel's got it right, having him as a 5-1 to one favorite. Kyle Larson, always tough here. You see him at 6-1. to one. Ross Chastain, he was the second favorite last week. He's the third favorite this week, a guy that a lot of people don't talk about. And he finished seventh, I believe, last year on this course. And he's been running a lot better this year with some wins. Uh, don't forget, he's the watermelon man. Smashes the watermelon. Eighth-generation watermelon farmer. If there's anyone to root for after Keselowski pulled out the cell phone and texted during that race like eight years ago, Gabe, it's Chastain. He's fun to watch. Had watermelon seed in his beard when he won a few weeks ago, and I mean, he's won twice. Yeah, this yeah, that job. Uh, I'm gonna. I like. I like. I don't want to overthink it. I like where you're going with the Chase Elliott. Five to one's not that bad of a. I like the road races, Steve. I'm a fan. I do too. I'm a fan. I know it's not always the most entertaining race. You said like say Sonoma this year. Uh, you got Watkins Glen. I guess the ideal thing though is sort of what they did in Charlotte, right, where they combined the two, the Roval. The Roval. Yeah, and by the way, Christopher Bell, he won, didn't he win the Daytona Roval last year, the second race of the year? And he finished second on the Road America course last July. So Christopher Bell, the 20 car, Gibbs Racing is worth a look. And Kyle Bush was third last year. Denny Hamlin Gibbs was fifth. Truex, I think, was ninth. And he hasn't won this year. So the, I think Gibbs Racing will be pretty strong this week. One thing, um, Steve, you're talking about F1. One thing that's it's a problem, it's annoying, especially if you're on the West Coast and stuff, is the times. Like, it's, it's 7 in the morning, 6.55 in the morning yeah. this Sunday. It's 9.55 race time. It's always from England, right? Because they're always somewhere where it's like, they don't care where they are. They're doing it at their time. So it's like, um, it's you know, the, the timing. But just talking about the boom, Steve, all you need to know is about the money, okay? ESPN, Steve, right now was paying $5 million a year in their last contract for F1 rights. They just re-signed. $100 million a year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Uh, let's do this thing. It's game time decisions. I am Red, so we got Steve Merrill for another uh, segment. We could have kept them, but uh, we need to set up the uh, the tri box, the quad box, and everything else in between. We got cousin Sal going to be joining us. Dave Sherapan, Dubsy, Mick Aussie. Got a CFL game coming up at seven thirty Eastern. All right, I want to get into some baseball. We're talking. We just talked NASCAR. Chase Elliott, the favorite, looks like to play here at uh, at five to one. Uh, we'll have uh, motorsport picks on our Twitter feed all weekend long. We're uh, obviously really into it. Uh, Steve, I want to get into baseball, but uh, you're going to like this uh, little memorabilia here. So, Vladimir Guerrero, of course, Hall of Famer, um, and his son has the exact same numbers as his dad does already. It's crazy. They Remember, I, should, I don't know whether you saw the number. They had the exact same amount of home runs after 403 games even. Um, wow. So, the Blue Jays have a great bobblehead promotion tomorrow. It's called Vlad and Dad. And look, they have That's the Expos cool. even, bro. Yeah, so it's flat cool. and dad. There's two of them on it. How cool is that, Steve? So is that a is that one piece? That's a one piece, yeah. or is it two separate? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, on that's the Canadian cool. mount, the Canadian flag there. They're on standing on Look top at that. of it. Should have done it See, for like Canada Day tonight on Friday. It's a they maple played the leaf. afternoon game today on Friday for Canada Day, I guess. Yeah, but, but they sell they cool. sell that they sell that game out anyways all the time, so they don't need to <laughs> do it on that. It's funny, Gabe. I. I did a weekend video for wagertalk.com and um, I previewed this series. I did it before the game started today. I've recorded it early and I said, you know, the Blue Jays look like they had the momentum heading in this weekend. Good call, yeah. This afternoon. And uh, had I known about that two for one bobblehead, man, I would have been bullish to Toronto, but I already was. That's just another well, reason. That's tomorrow. The bobblehead's tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it'll be a third yeah. straight good game for him, I think. So, well, that's it's another thing, Steve. So today I, I told someone who was uh, Adam Trigger last night, I think it was. Told someone, I said, yeah, if they didn't know, I said, just for the record, the Canada Day game is a big game in Toronto. They always right. play every Canada Day. It's sold out. People are hammered. And you know what I mean? It's the it's the Fourth of July game. Like they're they're it's a, they're right. into it, and it's packed. And the Blue Jays are hot right now. They're playing good ball at home. Rays are a fake team right now. So, in other words, Steve. So, how much do you think these are? They're selling already, Steve. Right now, the game. They're not even out yet. And people are already selling them, saying, listen, I'm going to have it on Saturday. you got to get your bid in now. How much are you going to pay for it? How much do you think they're going for? I didn't realize there was a secondary market. I was going to get some of my wager talk Canadian Toronto friends to go get me one, but I guess that's out of the picture then. Um, shoot, if it's on the resale, probably 200 plus, probably even more. Yeah, good guess. It's $200. Boom. <laughs> $200. It's crazy. I remember when I was covering the Expos, there was bobbleheads, and it was a big deal. It was the only time people would ever show up. It was like the A's with their hat. <laughs> it was the only time people. Yeah. But it, more collectors would come out because Guerrero was on the team, and you know they had like big name players and stuff. So um, they would sell at, in those days. This is like 15 years ago for like 50 bucks and stuff, or even 25, wow. like right on the spot. So you'd go into the stadium for like five bucks. You get a ticket for five bucks. You go into the stadium, they give you a bobblehead. And it was so cheap, Steve. People used to just buy tickets, like 25 tickets, right? And they'd go in, boom, get the bobblehead, come out, put it in a bag with their wife or their friend or whatever, go back in with another ticket, get another bobblehead. And then they would sell them to people outside when people come out of the game. Oh, you weren't one of the first 10,000, 25 bucks, 50 right. bucks, right? And they're like, 200 bucks already, Steve. 
pretty crazy. What's bro. what's the limit on this one, Gabe? Are they doing first like five or ten thousand for this? Because that's a good point. I mean, supply and demand. That's what makes stuff worth stuff. And I think it's ten. So it's not the full stadium. Then that's going to be very interesting. Um, I've got a Bill Mazeroski bobblehead from a Pittsburgh Pirate game a decade ago. I wonder what I could get for that. Probably not much. Well, that's what these. That's why because these things are limited, right? They're not making right. 100000 They're not for sale. Or what they do, they can really screw over collectors. Is They could give it away, and then they could just start selling it next week. Like they say, man, I would say in the modern era, they yeah, might. start selling Yeah. Yeah. They'll just say, that, man, why I, I would say there's it? a 50 People 50. love them. Right. <laughs> like, or it's going to be in the gift shops at the Blue Jay games for the next couple yeah, of months. The Blue yeah, Jays I think, look and go, yeah. they're going for, because it's on eBay. If they're going for 200 bucks on eBay, why don't we sell them for 75 right? Like, sell I think you're exactly bucks. right about that. You know? I make it 50-50 if that happens. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, uh, I'd be, yeah, I'd be careful overpaying for one. Okay, it's fifth week in confirmed. Yeah, the Blue people. Jays are usually pretty good. Like, they usually do better than 10. The Dodgers nice. do everybody. The Dodgers are in the everybody mode. Like, when the Dodgers have a promo, like, they make, like, 50,000 of them. Like, they they don't play around. There's nothing worse than that. Okay. Oh, you got to be one of the first. So, what are you going to do, Steve? You're going to show up at 6 in the morning? Like you said, we're going to get okay, Carmine Bianco, buddy. He ain't waiting outside the stadium at 8 and 4 in the morning for you, Steve. <laughs> Karma do it for me. I, I was nice to him today on Wager Talk today. I gave him good He's got call. enough money. He's on a night. He, could pay, he could pay kids to do it. Yeah, he would. He, he would find guy. a way to make it happen. He wouldn't yeah, do it himself, but he would do it for me. Exactly. He'd pay, <laughs> he'd, he'd pay one of his cousins. <laughs> hey, Giancarlo, go down and wait, wait in line for me. <laughs> Get a bobblehead. I'll pay for the tickets to the game. All right. Uh, what, what do you think about tonight's uh, board here, Steve? Dodgers in San Diego again. Uh, L.A. got it done last night. Um, Freed's a big favorite here on the road. Um, what, looking at the baseball card, what, what catches your eye tonight, uh, Steve? Who's the, uh, who's the speeding bullet? Who's the falling knife tonight? Well, I will say this, that that Cincinnati-Atlanta game you referenced starts in 10 minutes, 6.40 Eastern, a little bit of an early start here. Uh, on paper, that looks like a no-brainer, right? The Braves have been as good as anybody over the past month against the Reds or maybe one of the worst teams in the league. But I'd be very careful with this game. Um, it would be Reds or pass for me. You can get them at plus one and a half, plus a good price still on the run line even. Uh, maybe even plus two and a half, like, you know, at a pick em price because Atlanta just played that tough series at home against Philly. A tough 14-4 loss yesterday. Now they're traveling without rest against a bad non-division team. Meanwhile, Cincinnati put up a lot of hits and runs at Chicago. Um, they had, what was it, I think 47 hits or 49 hits the four games, their last four games. They put up um, 25 runs over their last four games, going just two and two. Uh, their offense is picking back up again. So I think Cincy, maybe a Cincy team total over. could be some sneaky plays in that one coming up in a few minutes. I tell you what, it's a very chalky night tonight. If you look at most of the games, there's a lot of minus 200 and plus type favorites tonight. So if you know, you might have to find an underdog uh, somewhere. One thing, Mike Miner started five games for the Reds this year. They're one and four. But you're right, coming off going into this, you know, it's kind of a weird spot for them. Uh, the Braves are ten and three in Freed's uh, thirteen starts. Uh, Steve Milwaukee always beat Pittsburgh. Um, they're um, they're eight and one in their last nine games. They lost last night, so they're eight and one in their last nine games. Corbin Burns is uh, five and zero oh against these guys. Thirty nine and fourteen last fifty three against the Pirates. What about the Brew Crew bouncing back tonight? And I guess I was going to get to. I wanted to get to a live dog too. And I don't know if they're. Let me ask you about this because most profitable team in baseball, the Baltimore Orioles, Steve. Yeah, the number one team on the run line. Uh, number one on the run line and number two on the money line. The Yankees are actually the most profitable at 1,300. But number one on the run line, Baltimore Orioles. Take them yep. again tonight. Ted- they're, they're plus money at plus one and a half. Yeah, you know, Teddy actually used them in his big game breakdown. We did wager talk today, and um, we talked about how I mentioned how you and I talked about them being the most profitable run line team. And Teddy said it's because their bullpen's like third ERA in the league. You know, so they're keeping games close late is why they've been so profitable um, I'm gonna I'm gonna zigzag. I'm gonna zig a little bit on that zag. I'm gonna take a shot with Minnesota tonight. He actually used this as my free play, a game that was just a bit outside for making the cut. And I am concerned that Minnesota might have a little bit of a hangover after that five games against Cleveland the last four days. Um, I like the Twins on Wednesday night. They lost a six-three lead in the bottom of the tenth and gave up four runs. I think they were flat yesterday because of that. Um, I look for them to bounce back tonight. I do think Gabe fading the Orioles here in the near future is going to start to make some money. I think they've been vast overachievers and that number one run line record might not be here in a month or so when we're talking about it. 
are the Mets the follow uh, the falling knife? I've yeah. scored 14 three, two for 25 runners in scoring position. They're not hitting the baseball, Steve, and they're laying a big price. I tell you, our Texas a live dog tonight. I think they might be a, a, a like our, our good friend, you and I say, uh, Mark Lawrence, the, uh, the, the close pit, the nose plug, pick of the night, Texas Rangers. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Some of my weekend video that I did at wagertalk.com, and we only have a few minutes I know left here, but I did about seven or eight series, so I invite people to go check that out on Wager Talk TV this weekend. And uh, leading into the segment, Gabe, I said, the worst one-run record in baseball this year is the Texas Rangers. They're 4-13 and 13 in games decided by one run, yet they're second in the division, and they're plus runs overall. They're a play-on team. And the Mets could be a little bit of a play against him, as you're referencing. So we get a situation here where Texas could be a live dog this weekend. I think they are. I think they're. What about uh, the other New York team with the Yankees? Uh, yeah, 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 Yankees and uh, the Cleveland Guardians talking about sort of regression and stuff. Cleveland were better than we thought they were going to be. You got Garrett Cole on the hill here tonight, laying minus two forty. It's a pretty big price, Steve. Um, run line, they're minus one and a half. The Yankees, though, aren't like the Dodgers. The Yankees do win by one run, right? I mean, it's still the Dodgers are still riding that four game, Steve. It's amazing. How, we'll see how long we go with that streak of four games with the Dodgers. Yeah, I think the under the under could actually be worth a look here. The Yankees now have single-digit hits. Well, 11, yeah. well, it's more the offenses, Gabe. The Yankees have they 11 hit. straight games with single-digit hits, and they've had eight, seven hits or less in 10 of their last 11 games. One of the best teams in the history of baseball record-wise that's not too impressive. They're getting it done with those home runs. I know they're really good at that, Aaron Judge and company. But I think they're going to be a fade here in the near future. I worry a little bit about Cleveland having the hangover after Minnesota, like I talked about. Indians, single-digit hits in six of their last seven games. So under probably the safest play, especially if both teams are a little flat in the uh, situation. The Yankees had to play a single game in Houston yesterday and then travel again. Really weird setup tonight. It's a guardian, Steve. Guardians? How many times did I say Indians? Did I go over the total? Only once. Only once. Oh, did I? I didn't even realize. Yeah. I'm looking at my stats here, and they're they got the good. smiling yeah, no, face you, from last very, year's logo. Yeah, you, you're very, you just, you went right yeah, it'll take me a year up. or two to break that habit. Uh, on the way out here, uh, San Diego, Snell on the hill here against Gonsolin. Dodgers got it done 3-1 last night. Could be another under here tonight at 7.5, Steve. I don't think this is yeah, a just amazing. Game. It's just amazing. They once again won by two runs or more every yeah. single game. Happy fourth game to you and company. I wore the shorts for Thanks, you. Dave. Oh, crotch shot. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Game Top Decisions continues. I am Marenzi, the raging redhead. Uh, Cam Stewart is off drinking. Happy Canada Day. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Canada Day uh, to, uh, to all the hosers. Take off, eh? Um, Canadians don't get offended by that. They like uh, uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Uh, cousin right. Sal steps up, and I said earlier, Sal, happy 4th of July weekend to you, buddy. Good to see you, man. Great uh, to Cam see you, Cam is Bob. off today. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever you watched the Trailer Park Boys before? I said that's a good representation of Canada, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Is that well? How did Cam not land the role in Trailer Park Boys? You know, now that you brought Dude, they're it up, dead right? ringers. Him and Ricky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He could have uh, pushed him around the shopping cart for a couple of uh, seasons. That would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Those guys are funny guys. They had a good idea when they they did a movie. Um, of course, you know, they had to push the envelope. They they did a movie, but. Um, yeah. It, the, the theme of the movie was Canada was like, because Canada legalized weed like nationally, right? So everywhere right. type thing. So the Trailer Park Boys went to uh, Parliament to testify against legalizing weed. And they used themselves as an example as the damage it did. <laughs> and the only reason they did this, because they thought it was going to hurt their grow up uh, business. So they yeah. were growing weed. They're like, we got a big problem if this becomes legal. We got to make sure this doesn't come legal. So they went and they campaigned. <laughs> You know, you never think they were campaigning against the uh, legalization. It was a good, uh, right. a good, uh, good theme. So, yeah, how, yeah. How, how bubbles, how bubbles didn't end up with five Emmys is uh, beyond me. Throw the whole process out the window. I figure that guy's a good guitarist in real life. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. 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 He right. used to be in a Rush cover band. Is that right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm dead serious. Yeah, he used to be in a Rush cover band. There's an episode where our Alex Life's in a Rush is on it. They kidnap him. Uh, mm-hmm. They kidnap Alex, uh, the, the guitarist, the Rush, and uh, Bubbles starts jamming with him and stuff. It's pretty cool. Like Bubbles is holding right. his own, doing the Rush song and stuff. <laughs> and it was, it was, they're cool dudes. Um, a great. Uh, one of the guys, too, Sam. You know the guy, Sam, one of the sleazeballs, Sam Losco on the show? Yeah. I know, I know the guy in real life. I know, I know them all type of thing, but, like, I know, know this guy. Mm-hmm. He is the exact same thing in real life, bro. Is that like, it's right? not a character. Yeah, yeah. Like, some of these people, like, that's what makes it funny, Sal. They're not even acting. <laughs> like, some of them, like, the, the the three guys are acting. They're not really like mm-hmm. that. Like, the Bubbles is not, like, it's an, it's a it's a role. No, like, you, know they, I mean? you know, they, they've come on my uh, Cousin Jimmy show several times. And, oh, so uh, you and, know, and right? they, they stay oh, in character, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Well, the, I think they do, and they bring drinks on the set, and I think our producers are like, you know, you don't have to do that. They're like, no, this is this is what we would normally do. So back off. Don't tell people. <laughs> yes, it, <laughs> is. <laughs> so. it is true. Because, buddy, I was at a Blue Jay Red Sox game, man, and there was, there was Julian. He had a glass and everything. Yeah. He had his scotch and the glasses <laughs> on the floor. Bourbon. Yeah. I told him, I said, man, you really stick to the character. He sort of started grinning at me, man. Like, they're like wrestlers, these guys. But yeah. anyways, uh, I said, no, what better way to celebrate Canada than bet on some CFL football? So are you with me tonight? <laughs> what do you got? I, uh, you know, I, I've been fielding Bobby Bonilla uh, uh, jokes all day, so I really, uh, I'll, I'll take a break and go to CFL. That's. Fine. I like that Cohen's got a happy uh, Bobby Bonilla day tweet out there. Huh? <laughs> what is it about New York too? You see, DP Pietro got paid one point six mil today too for the next eight years of his life. Remember uh, Rocky Di Pietro, the goalie on the right. Islanders? He got Islanders paid for goalie. life. Now, we were going over on my podcast the worst New York uh, signings uh, and deals, and the Native Americans with the Dutch to purchase Manhattan was uh, probably the worst. <laughs> that was probably the worst. But yeah, DPHO's bad, Benia's bad, um, Jacoby Ellsbury. Did they pay like just, fifteen bucks for it or something? What did Twenty-four. They pay for it? No, fifteen would have been ridiculous. Twenty-four and mostly in beads, but you know, uh, back then, who, who the hell knows the going rate? Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, you know, the thing with Benia is. I, I like to pile on, but it was actually a good deal. Every GM would take that deal right now to pay it out over time versus a lump sum up front. And it enabled the Mets to get Mike Hampton, who won 15 games for them in the year they got to the World Series the following year and opened up a spot to get David Wright when they got rid of Hampton. So, you know, you can make fun all you want. I, don't, I wonder if Bonilla likes it because I guess he gets mentioned once a year every July 1st, but – the other part of that equation is, hey, you sucked so bad for the Mets that you ripped them off. Um, so I wonder if he reads into that too much or if he just doesn't care if he likes to, like I said, get mentioned um, every uh, uh, just annually. A lot of people rip the Wilpons off. That's true. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> In hindsight, right? I guess it went both ways, though. It went, yeah. it went both ways. As far as so worse New York ones, what about uh, was Hideki Arabu that had to be on the list? Hideki yeah, that wasn't great. I think it has yeah. to be the baseball. Or I don't basketball. want to be a jerk, but remember when yeah. George called him? I never would have should have signed that fat toad. <laughs> right, 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 right. 
Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, it would have to be a baseball or a Batman. Oh, man, the Knicks are so many. We may have to update it after the Knicks this year. Jalen Brunson? You can add Jalen Brunson to the list? You never know. It's constantly moving, the the rankings for the worst New York deal of all time. But, yeah, there's been so many. What do you think of this KD stuff? Like, do you care? Do you think it changes the world? Like, to me, he's like a Kardashian. Like, if she's with Kanye or Pete Davidson, it doesn't change my life, and it doesn't impact the world (laughs) at this point. I'm with you. What's your take? Yeah, well, my take is I don't want to sound like an old man, but I feel like in the last couple of years, that's how I am with the NBA. Like, first of all, I'm I'm so ready to move on from the NBA. It felt like that was a 900-game season this past year. The playoffs sucked. 58% of the playoff games were 10-point blowouts or worse. And now we have to worry about KD. It's like, hey, dude, you got your team, and you were one of the worst playoff teams of all time. So now you're going to get your other team, and we're supposed to get excited about it when we know that, the results hinge on somebody going 10 for 37 from three. I told you, I sound like an old man, get off my lawn, but I'm just kind of done with the NBA. And I don't, I don't enjoy the chaos around the guy like KD wanting to switch, you know, during warmups. So I don't know. I'm surprised he hasn't joined the live tour yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is, is that a, uh, is that a uh, Michigan state big 10 uh, pack, uh, big 10 uh, last year? Where? <laughs> What the hell's going on this week, Sal? Uh, like, seriously, like, hey, have you settled in uh, in L.A. yet? That, oh, yeah, you guys are, we're a Big Ten team now. <laughs> I don't understand what the, what the idea, well, first of all, of course, it's money, and it's money that I don't, I don't really get. But under the current playoff system, wouldn't they be much in much better shape staying in the Pac-12 and maybe securing one of the four playoff seats, right? Like, I don't know, you go to, you go to the Big Ten, you're going to have three losses automatically, you know, aside from the whole idea of uh, USC at Rutgers at 9 a.m. on a Saturday on the West Coast doesn't excite me at all. But, yeah, I don't like uh, – I like regional rivalries. I like – there aren't too many rivalries that are – out. I mean, name the rivalries outside regions. None of them uh, that don't involve Notre Dame, right? So it's hard to establish rivalries, and that's what I like. That's what – that's, to me, what college football is all about. You know, Sal, you being a Met guy, that was one of the problems for the Montreal Expos, bro. Yeah. Like, with, with the division. The Atlanta Braves, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? It wasn't close. You know what I mean? Like, New York, Boston, Washington. You know what I mean? Like, all the, a lot right. of the, the cities are close. Like, you, you look at, like, the Blue Jays. That's why the Blue Jays just sort of automatically sell more tickets. They have the Yankees coming to town nine times a year. They got the Red Sox, geographically mm-hmm. close, et cetera. As you stated... I guess we can throw the whole student athlete crap out the window. I guess what they're going to study on the plane now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you exactly. can study on the plane, kid. <laughs> yeah, they could actually take full semester courses on the plane with all the traveling they're doing. Right, twenty five hundred miles is uh, is the um, smallest I think distance. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't know. In the case of the Cowboys, maybe because of their Cowboys, they played in the NFC East and they were make, able to make it work like a Texas yeah. team is rivals with a Washington team or a Philadelphia team. But, yeah, you're right. They're few and far between. It's very tough to establish a, a good rivalry if, uh, if it's not local. You just brought you just brought something up that, like, people, like, no one ever talks about. Like, yeah, wouldn't it make more sense if, like, the Cowboys were in the same division with, like, the New Orleans Saints? Yeah. Houston, te- yeah, Houston Texans. <laughs> right. NFC, like, AFC South or NFC South. Yeah, I, I, we're just so used to these. Uh, Matt, it's giant Cowboys the first yeah. Sunday night of the year. It doesn't really matter, but. Yeah, you're right. That's why is that why you being in New York is that why you got in the Cowboys? Because it's a big thing. Like you know, in New York now, there's man, there's literally it seems to be like 25 percent of Yankee fans are cow. Like there's a correlation, Yankees, Cowboys, but you know they love New York, but not the Giants. I know a lot of people like that. Was it because growing up that the Giants just sucked that hard and were sort of just irrelevant in, in the 70s type of deal? I didn't like the Giants. You know, it's an unsatisfying answer, I have to tell you. My father went on a business trip to Dallas. I grew up in Long Island, New York, and he brought back, mistakenly brought back a nice, shiny uh, silver and blue Cowboys jacket for me. And I loved it. And I loved the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. And I loved, you know, even the show Dallas. Remember the show well, Dallas? Well, it was all at once, the show Dallas. Yeah, Didn't you used Tony to think, oh, like, what a cool city Dallas was when they showed the show? Right. Oh. They got it going on there. Yeah, exactly. I like the, the offensive linemen when they would get up from them, their stance right before the snap and everything. Like Too Tall Jones, cool Hollywood yeah. Henderson. I love Tony oh Dorsett. Still one of my favorites. I'm not even a Cowboy oh. fan. I love Tony Dorsett. 
Yeah, I love Danny White. He was the most hard luck quarterback, I thought, right? Like, I think he got to the NFC Championship three years ago. It was very sad. I didn't love them when they were great either. So I had to stick with them and obviously uh, not not pay many dividends the last uh, decade or so either. Or 25 oh, yeah, years. Yeah, a good run. I'm a Bills fan, so <laughs> no sympathy for me, for me, especially you guys. All right, so your other team here, the Mets. I was just out of, we just had a handicapper on earlier, Steve Merrill. Yeah. Um, mm. Sort of saying, are the Mets sort of a team that we're looking to fade right now? I mean, they've been outscored by a 14-3 margin, two for 25 with runners in scoring uh, position. Um, yeah. Their three-game skid here. And Texas don't suck suddenly, Sal. Or Texas a live dog tonight. What's your opinion? Well, what do you like guy, on Diamond tonight? This auto on the bump has got like a 5 ERA or something. I think we'll put up runs for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're playing the crappier Texas team. We had to get away from those Astros because we could not <laughs> figure them out. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, Scherzer coming back Tuesday. I do, I do. I'm worried about the Braves closing the gap here. It's like within three now or three and a half. Uh, so, but I, I think we're going to be okay. I really do. I think we have the better scenario than any other team in major leagues who's going to be looking to make a deal at the all-star break. We're getting Scherzer and DeGrom back, so you can't beat that. So I'm not going to panic just yet. It just sucks that the Yankees are in the same town, right? I mean, you, they can go 500 the rest of the way and win 100 games. So that's what I hate hearing about. Yeah, I don't buy into the Yankees or these world beaters, though. I think they're regular season world beaters. They rely on the long ball so much. You and I know what happens uh, mm -hmm. come October. Um, hey, I'm hoping I hope for you're a right. Bad, I hope you're right. I'm Third hoping for a bad lieutenant. Dodgers-Mets oh. championship series. Let's really? Oh, what a great movie yeah. that was, huh? That was the best. Oh, yeah. That was the best. I'll take it. Police. I didn't love the result of that series, but yeah. <laughs> the way to Police do. business. He shoots the radio <laughs> in the car. You son of a... He's a he shoots. Yeah. He's doing a line. Police business. So what do you got for us, Tyson? What are you looking at? What are you betting on? We got a great UFC card tomorrow, too, man. There's a lot of good, cool stuff to bet on this week. What do you got have, for us yeah. tonight on the way out here? Baseball I, look, tonight. I have, I have Adesanya tied to everything, Halep and all the, oh, all yeah. the minus 800 to Nadal and all of them. But I'm going Yankee. I know you don't love them. The Yankees, uh, over five runs, I think is good. I like it. Anytime they're on the road, they're batting nine times is good. Uh, Cole on the bump the other way. Savali's not not terrific. And uh, that that's my bet. I don't know. It's an emotional hedge, too. Betting, uh, if I lose betting the Yankees, I'm uh, I'm okay. Which, which way are you going? So you've got Adesanya across the board, back end of all the parlays, huh? I think so. You why you like the underdog there, huh? No, I don't. I think Adesanya gets it done. Kenny, there's a big dude. I love yeah. the over three and a half rounds in that fight. I like mm. Sean Strickland, and he's basically yeah. a pick him. I, I like Strickland in that fight. And you know what? I'm gonna think I'm gonna roll the dice with Max Holloway, bro. At that price, he's got better from fight to fight in that trilogy. So I think you're right. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. Dave Sharapan will join us straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada, in a couple of moments. Uh, Mick Ossie as well. We're going to switch uh, our focus into the CFL game uh, in about 10, 15 minutes. We'll get you ready before kickoff uh, for this, although my, I've already let my feelings be known if you tuned into the radio show uh, last night. But as far as baseball coming, listen, the Braves are already up 2-0 on the Reds right now. It's a chalky night tonight. I think Milwaukee are going to win. I think that's a favorite that's going to get it done uh, tonight. And I think the New York Yankees win uh, tonight. So I'm going to go with, uh, let's do the the chalk parlay here with the Milwaukee Brewers and the New York Yankees. And uh, this pays plus 111, plus money. Plus, so we're all about the plus money tonight. That's plus money. And um, sorry to all the Met fans out there. We don't wish any... Uh, ill will or harm on you, but uh, we're going to take the Texas Rangers plus one and a half runs. I'm not even going to take them on the one. I'm going to take them plus one and a half. I mean, uh, it was plus 106, now minus 120. So give me the Texas Rangers plus one and a half. Brewers-Yankees parlay. And uh, I should have got in on the Braves in the parlay. I knew they were going to roll. And uh, we'll get into the late, later games after. I got my mind, uh, my money on my mind, and uh, mind on my money on the CFL game tonight. And you know, I sort of, I'm, I'm going sort of bigger game hunting lately. I bet the baseball stuff, it's just sort of recreational through the week. You know what I mean? I put money on it, but the football, football, F1, USFL, tomorrow UFC, right? There's a lot of sort of events that I like to attack. And uh, a good UFC card. We'll get you up the updated numbers for all the uh, the, the main event uh, fights on this card. Great, uh, great card. But we got the CFL game coming up. Last night, we hit the first touchdown score of the game at 16-1. to Tonight, we have a touchdown score prop at 35-1 to that we'll share with you a little bit uh, later on. Uh, So we have the Edmonton Elks and the Hamilton Tiger Cats coming up on TSN and ESPN Plus on this holiday edition of Game Time Decisions. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.